We'll be opening up to the book of Romans, chapter number 12. Romans chapter 12 in your Bibles. As we've been looking through verse by verse, chapter by chapter here in the book of Romans. And if you guys remember these first several chapters in the first sections of the book of Romans, the Bible taught us much about uh, how the whole world is found guilty before God. Boy, we found out how we can learn what salvation is, why a person is in need of salvation. Uh, we learned that how there's a difference between the Jew and the Greek, and there's a difference between uh, the church, and this is something that's, that's new once we get into the book of Acts. And so we've seen a lot of different very technical things, but boy, once we get to chapter 12, Paul starts hitting us with some very, very practical things. I mean, so, some things that we can just, we don't have to uh, look at it and wonder what, how we can apply this to our life. Boy, he just hits us right between the eyes with what we need to learn. And last week, we had a couple different things that we looked at. And one of the last ones that we talked about uh, was how we're supposed to treat others and how we should look at others. And then, verse 17 through 21, he kind of recaps us on that and, again, gives us some very practical thoughts. So let's look what the Lord has to say under the penmanship of the Apostle Paul at chapter 12, verse number 17. The Bible says this, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Again, Father, I pray that you would help us to understand this passage of Scripture tonight. And even more so, help us to apply it to our own lives. Help us to very practically live in what you've shown us here in this Scripture. Lord, we love you. And Lord, again, just help us to honor and give you the glory in all these things this evening. In your name, amen. You know, one of the things that we've learned out of God's Word, no matter what kind of principle really we look at, a vast majority of the time, it teaches us and tells us to do something different, almost completely contrary to what we feel, which is kind of odd. Have you ever noticed that? What's in the Bible tells us to do something different than the way that we would normally think. It's not normal for a person to say, hey, maybe I should turn the other cheek when someone's trying to, trying to hurt me. You know, well, why does the Bible tell me I'm supposed to do good to them that are out to get me? Why does the Bible say I'm supposed to love my enemies? Boy, those things are, those things are odd. But you know, those things are the way that Christ is. And I think probably deep down, it's our sin nature that's pushing us to be different than what the Bible teaches. Because you know, that's what we're born with. We're born with that sin nature. And when we open up God's word, it's almost like going against the grain of the way we were born. It's just a different than what's, than what's natural. So we have to, <coughs> excuse me, we have to uh, actively go against What's deep down inside? Somebody once said, and I thought this was a pretty good idea. He said, if you're ever struggling with what you're supposed to do, usually you should just go ahead and do the one you don't want to do. Because deep down, that's the one that's right. 
I thought, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good principle. Maybe not, you know, if it's applied to God's word and we can see that in his word, then yeah, obviously that's what we go with. But it's, it's a good thought. And here we come upon one of those times again. He starts off this main thought in verse number 17. Recompense no man evil for evil. Don't return evil with evil. You know, that's, that's something, again, that's just different than the way we've been taught. Haven't we been told or maybe don't we just understand when someone's out to get me, boy, I'm just going to I'm going to get them back. Now, that's just I don't know. That's just kind of the, the way we think. I mean, you see that amongst children when they get into a scuffle, all they have to do is one has to bump into the other. Hey, you bumped into me. And then they start pushing back. And next thing you know, you've got a, a big fight on your hands. and You've got to break them up and knock some heads yourself as a parent. You know how that works. I mean, that's just that's what's deep down inside. That's what we know. But folks, the Bible is telling us that we're not supposed to return evil for evil. So here within this passage of Scripture, there are three people at work. And we're going to look at all three of them. One is me. Because here, I'm the one that evil's being done to me. Number two is the Lord. You know, the Lord's always involved. He sees everything. Boy, he, he knows my heart. He knows what's going on. He knows what's in my heart. He knows what's in the other guy's heart. So the Lord's at play. Also, the other man, the other guys at play, the one, one that's out to get me. We're going to talk about all three of these guys. Well, first, number one, excuse me, we're going to look at our own responsibility. We're going to look what's up to me. The Bible says in verse number 17, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Folks, what we have to learn is this, that when evil is coming to me, Boy, when someone's out to get me, when they're trying to do something bad to me, the worst thing that I can do is evil back. You know, someone once said, and we've probably all heard this at one time or another, two wrongs don't make a right. And that's really what's being said here. Two wrongs don't make a right. Just because someone comes at me and they're trying to do something bad to me doesn't give me license to do evil back to them. That doesn't mean that it's okay for me to sin in retaliation. And, and there again, we hear that even from the time we're kids. You know, when you get onto one of your children for something they were fighting with, what's the first thing they say? Well, he started it. I don't care who started it. I'll finish it, right? Is that what we say? That's kind of what the, the Lord is looking at us. It doesn't matter you know, who started it. You can't repay sin with sin. Sin will always be sin. So, folks, we have a responsibility to answer sin in the way that God would want us to. So, and you know, I think all of us probably at some point in time have had people try to do evil to us. I mean, that's, you know, we live in this sin-cursed world and people, they will be sinning. If you're in this day and time, if you're a Christian, at some point in time, you're going to see evil being done. Maybe there will be evil said to us or done to us just because we believe different, because we think different. I mean, naturally, if we're going to stand on the principles of God's word, we're already going against the mainstream. I mean, that's, that's just part of it today. And so when we get called out on, when we get made fun of, when people try to tell us we're wrong, it's not my job to bow my back and say, well, let me give you this answer here, sir. You know, the Bible says this, and we want to hit him over the head with the Bible. No, the Bible's getting ready to tell us that we can answer that in love. And we have a responsibility to keep our cool. We have a responsibility to make sure we are level-headed and we don't sin in return. 
that's something that we have to choose to do. And I want to tell you, sometimes it's hard. I've, I've had some people say some pretty mean things to me. I mean, in the spirit of, hey, let's fight. And, you know, I, I'm ready to put on some boxing gloves. And they're trying to get something out of me. You know, we've, we've probably been there before. And maybe the best thing we can do in some of those cases is just say, hey, you know, I'm sorry. And let's turn around and just walk away. You know, sometimes those are, those are some, some things that happen. You know, I remember, and I've told you guys this before, uh, I used to be a salesman, and, and I, I sold phones for, for a store in, back in North Carolina. And as best as I could, I tried to make it a practice to never do business with someone that I knew because of how many times these things end up going bad, even if it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with me. If I could tell you about the times I got yelled at because some teenage girl went over on her texting that month. And then, you know, it was, it was my fault. Then I got yelled at because of what happened with, with their phone plan or whatever else. And, and, boy, people would come and they would just be so mad. And, man, they were throwing stuff at us. And, boy, they wanted to just start something. And, and there again, my first nature. And I saw some guys do this. I mean, they would just get back in the other person's face and they would start a big fight. Guys, that's the way we feel. But the Bible tells us, I cannot repay evil with evil. I can't start with sin. And so here, with that thought in mind, he actually gives us a few thoughts in verses number 17 and 18. He says, Recompense to no man evil for evil, starting with, one, provide things honest in the sight of all men. Look, I can't be someone that's automatically going to start bringing up, bringing up things that aren't true. You know, have you ever seen this? We look at political campaigns. They try to sling mud and stick up as much dirt on people as they can. And, uh, you know, they just, they just want person, maybe even make someone look bad. You know, that's, maybe that's one of the tactics that we use. You know, if I can make this person look worse than me, that'll make me look better. If I can maybe spread some kind of dishonesty or make, make this person to be in a, in a bad light, that'll make me feel good about myself. Boy, we, we, we see, uh, see sometimes the way people would gossip about one another. Whether it's true or not, hey, it, it makes me feel better. And, you know, that's another thing I always wonder. Why is it that it makes us feel good about ourselves when we find out something bad about someone else? Have you ever wondered that? I guess, well, there again, probably just because of the sin nature that we have. You know, we deal with it. We're born with it. And, but, you know, the Bible's telling us that we need to provide things that are honest Folks, the ultimate truth and the ultimate honesty that we have is found in God's word. If I can base everything I see, everything I do, all my actions, if I can go to God's word first, then I won't have any of these other problems that we're describing here. So recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Verse number 18. If it be possible, if it be possible, notice that clause. As much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Folks, it's the job of a Christian to promote peace as much as he possibly can. I, I believe it's the job of a child of God to be someone that makes peace. Right. You know, we, we, we promote peace. We don't, we don't want to start fights. We don't want to have problems. But, you know, the fact is, there again, sometimes those things happen. Uh, sometimes peace is not an option. 
You know, uh, you folks would try to say they, they look at the Lord, they look at Jesus, and, and maybe it's, again, something to do with culture. They want to see the Lord Jesus as this, this soft-spoken, quiet person. He was always a pacifist. He always just kind of, you know, laid down whenever things got, got rough. Listen, I, I don't believe that. I mean, when you, when you look in the Old Testament, there was some, some pretty big fights <laughs> that happened back there. I mean, you don't, you don't have to look too far in the book of Joshua to see the wars that the Lord authorized at those times. The Lord is not someone that just lays down. But notice that clause, verse number 18. As much as lieth in you, live peaceably. When you can, whenever it's a possibility, whenever you have the opportunity to give peace, give it. Don't be someone that, that walks around with a chip on your shoulder, ready to fight, ready to start something up. You know, maybe some of you guys know this person. I think maybe everybody knows at least one of them. Have you ever had a friend? I know I had one in high school. Do you ever have a guy, you just always knew him as the hothead? I mean, I'm talking short fuse. I mean, just a word. Boom! And that was it. There was just some kind of massive explosion. And then maybe if you were like me, you like to push the buttons just to make it happen. <laughs> that, was, that was me. I was an instigator. You know, there's something about that person that's just, he's always there. He's always ready to fight. Boy, at the drop of a hat, he'll start something. Folks, the Bible's telling us we ought not to be those people. It's up to us to see those things calmly through. If someone is coming at you, even if they're the ones throwing the stones, if they are the ones bad-mouthing you, if they are the ones spreading the gossip about you, it's still our jobs to promote peace. But what the Bible says, if it's as much as possible, and since that's in the Bible, I think we have to understand that as well. Sometimes peace is not an option. Sometimes things are beyond peace. Sometimes things are, have gone so far beyond that point, it must require an answer. Hey, we talked about that Sunday night. Remember when those money changers were in the house of God and they turned the house of worship into a house of merchandise? That required a physical answer from our Lord. I mean, man, Christ himself, he got what some would say violent in that moment. Folks, I believe with all my heart, there are times as God's people, violence is necessity, or excuse me, is necessary. If someone is trying to harm me, they're trying to harm my family, you better believe I'm going to be as violent as necessary. But if it's possible, I'm going to answer with peace. Folks, that's what God is telling us. Verse number 18, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Folks, let's be promoters of peace. Let's be promoters of peace. And again, here we're still talking about ourselves. Verse number 19, he gives us a third thought here. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Avenge not yourselves. You know, when someone wrongs us, there's something that can grow deep down inside that's, that is a poison that can absolutely destroy it can destroy homes. It can destroy marriages. It can destroy relationships between fathers and children. It's this one little thing called bitterness. And it's amazing how long bitterness can hold on to people in their hearts. Folks, I have seen people 20, 30 years hold on to something that happened so long ago that just with a word, every bit of that anger can be brought right back up. And here in this scripture, he's telling us it's not our job to be looking for a way to seek out revenge. 
You know, sometimes when things get wrong to me, oh, this, this person, do you know what he said to me last year? And they'll just be looking for a way. Boy, they'll be, they'll be lying in wait. Whenever they get that opportunity, boom, they'll fire right back. Man, whenever I get the chance, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back at that. You just wait. And then it might be one, two, three years later, and they'll still be holding on to this thing, just waiting for that opportunity to get back at that person. Folks, the Bible tells us it's not our job to look for revenge or to avenge ourselves. That's, again, something that's, that's contrary to what's in our own hearts. Me? Hey, I want to look out for myself. Me? I, I, I want to, man, if someone's coming at me with something, I want to fight back. I want to stick up for myself. No. The Bible says if it's possible, make peace. Well, this guy hurt me. I want to get revenge. No. The Bible says vengeance, that's not, that's not up to us. Folks, we are supposed to be the peacemakers. And so what we see here, when there's conflict between two people, even if the other guy's starting it, it's still my job and it's still my responsibility to make peace. I can't return evil for the evil I'm getting. So just because something's coming back doesn't mean I can answer it with sin. And you know, here's something to remember as well. A lot of people, they want, they want answers when bad things are happening. You know, when, when I'm in this situation with, uh, with my husband, with my wife, and boy, we just have so much conflict, and, and I just want to know what I'm supposed to do. How do I fix this situation? You know, I've got this situation at work, and, and man, there's conflict between me and this other guy. How do I fix this situation? Folks, sometimes there is no fix because we're talking about two imperfect people. But what I can do is live right according to God's word. Even when the other stuff is coming, let's say the evil's coming from this direction to my right. Here it is, and boy, it's coming at me. And this is where I'm getting hit. This is where I want to look. But my problem is the answer is not over here, even though that's where I'm getting hit from. My answer is up here. So if I can get my eyes off of where the storm is coming from and look up, folks, this is where my focus is. This is where my peace is going to come from. And as much as I can, go for the peace until an answer is necessary, which very rarely it gets to that place anyhow. So that's what our responsibility is. But look what the Lord does. The Lord doesn't just say, oh, I'm not going to deal with it. Hey, just, just look to me. Everything's going to be fine and wonderful. No, the Lord's actually going to answer that. So we see our responsibility. But now let's look what the Lord does. Verse number 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. Put that wrath in its place. Why? For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. You know what the Lord is saying? If that guy is living in sin, you let me deal with the sin. If this guy is wrong, let me deal with that. You keep yourself in check. The Lord is telling me that when I'm getting hit with evil and man, he's, he's coming to get me. It's my job to keep my relationship right with the Lord. And if he is in sin, folks, the Lord's going to deal with it. First of all, the Lord's the one that died on the cross to pay for that sin to begin with. Right? And then if this guy, if he's a believer, the Lord's not going to let him keep at that for, for very long. The Lord's going to convict him, and that's his problem. And then furthermore, if he doesn't get that right now, one day he will be on his knees before the Lord. Folks, the Bible says that, that at the name of God, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
So it might not be fixed today or tomorrow, and I'm looking for that fix. Know that that fix isn't between me and this guy. That fix is between him and God. So I ought to keep my focus on the Lord. And folks, listen, sometimes the Lord uses these things just so I can get my eyes over here. I want to tell you, if if Satan can just get my eyes off of God with something as simple as a guy giving me a bad day, he'll do it. I mean, if if that's all it takes, if he can just, just get me off focus, if he can just get me out of fellowship with the Lord, he'll do as much as he can with those things. So, folks, know that vengeance is of the Lord. It's not my job to get that revenge. It's of the Lord. The Lord deals with sin, not with me. The Lord deals with sin, not me. So we see that the Lord... He has his judgment there. So he will give the punishment when that time comes. He will take care of those evils. I will repay. So now let's look at verse number 20 and verse number 21. So I've seen my responsibility. I've seen what God's going to do. But folks, I want to show you what happens to this other guy. Verse number 20. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. Hey, that goes back to my responsibility. Not only is this guy hurting me, not only am I supposed to turn away, but he's supposed to be getting food from me if he actually needs something. The Bible goes on. If he's thirsty, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Folks, here's what we're supposed to do. And I want you to put yourself in this guy's shoes. The Bible has said it's my responsibility to make peace The way that happens is, while this guy is coming at me and he's trying to fight me, I'm supposed to return with good things. I'm supposed to ask myself, what does this guy need? I mean, what is is really his heart problem? Is it that he needs, needs food or needs water? The Bible gives examples. I'm supposed to help him with that. Now, again... Put yourself in his shoes. So now I'm over here. I'm the guy. I'm, I'm fighting. I'm causing these problems. I'm upset. And what I'm expecting this guy to do is I'm expecting him to put his fist back up. Because usually when people are looking for a fight, they're expecting you to fight back. Hey, again, that's, that's human nature. You know, when I put up my fist, I'm expecting the other guy to do the same thing. That's just the way we work. But if I'm over here, I'm ready to fight. I'm wanting this guy to come at me. And instead, he's coming me with a glass of cold water? Man, he's, he's coming at me with food? He's coming at me with good things? H- how am I supposed to keep fighting with that guy? Man, here I am. I'm ready to start something, and he's, and he's wanting to give me something good? I mean, that's, just, that's just odd. Now, I'm going to look at that. And, not, and that's going to make me curious. If I'm legitimately out to get this guy... And now he's sacrificing to my benefit. That's probably going to make me feel about this tall. Because most likely whatever I was fighting over wasn't a big deal anyway. So that's going to do a couple things. The Bible, the the phrase it uses, it says, In doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Boy, you're going to make this guy feel just absolutely awful. You're going to make him feel bad. And then in so, I'm also going to see that that guy's just different. Man, there's something, there's something peculiar about that guy. You know, the Bible talks about how we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. That's pretty savory. 
You know, when, when you got a guy that's trying to do good when you're trying to start something up, boy, you're trying to start a fight and he's showing you love. You're trying to, you want to hit him and man, he's, he's showing me kindness. I am going to see Christ Jesus himself in that guy. Folks, that's what God wants us to do. Because if here, if I see the fist come up and I just raise them up, I'm no different than any other person in this world. I'm no different than, than any other guy that doesn't know the Lord. I'm no different than, uh, than even those that don't even know the Lord's name at all. I'm no different. But if I can learn to promote peace and show them love and give that answer as much as I can, boy, at that point, I'll be able to be a witness. I'll be able to say, hey, let me show you what Christ done for me. You know, I want to tell you a story about a guy. He was a police officer. And he's one of these guys that was, he, he was just, you, you just didn't mess with this guy, okay? He, he had the name as the rough and tough guy. He was the one that taught the other policemen how they were supposed to fight and all that kind of stuff. Just, just your, your rough guy. But he was also someone, when he just got in a fight with someone and broke their arm, put them in handcuffs and, you know, took them to prison, at the end of it all, he would sit down and pray with them. Now, I want you to think about the impact something like that could have in a man like that also. I mean, th think about that situation. You know, when, when you have a guy like that who's, who's just ready to fight and ready to do whatever, well, whatever he needs to do, and th then he sees this man ready to do something good and actually cares about him, folks, that's going to have a lasting impact in a person's life. And when those of us that are experiencing that, man, they're... They're trying to hurt us. They're throwing the mud. They're throwing the stones. They're giving us evil. When we can return good, we might be able to see someone come to know the Lord as their Savior. One day, we might be able to see a guy like that in heaven. You know, Abraham Lincoln, he once said this. He said, do I not destroy my enemies when I make them my friends? You know, and there's, there's a lot of truth in that. You know, if I have an enemy, and if somehow I can make him my friend... Haven't I already won the battle, so to speak? You know, I believe there's a lot of biblical truth in that. If I can return that evil for good, I can be a witness for the things of God. So he sums up that whole thought with verse number 21. This is his conclusion, and this is where we'll conclude as well. It says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Listen, we live in an evil world. We do. I mean, we don't have to look around very long to understand that. Folks, there's evil everywhere. There's evil in town. There's sin in our own homes. There's sin in our lives. We live in a sin-cursed world. It's part of it. And if we let it, sin will overtake us. There have been a lot of good men, men of God, that have been overtaken with evil because they let their guards down. That happens. And it's, and it's an awful time when it does. Folks, we need not to be overcome with evil, but we need to be so good-minded, I guess is the best way to put it based off this verse. We need to be so focused on doing things the way God would have us to that we can overcome that evil with the things of God. So how do we do that? Well, we have to fill our hearts and minds with the things of good. How am I able to overcome the evil with good if, if boy, I don't have anything good to give out? Boy, I need to fill my heart. I need to fill my mind with the things of God. Folks, let's do what Paul is saying. Let's do what God is telling us under the penmanship of Paul in verse number 21. Be not overcome of evil. Don't let evil wear you out. But overcome evil with good.
You ever heard that saying that when someone's being bad to you, you need to kill them with kindness? That's a pretty good thought. If we could sum it up into one little thought, folks, as much as we can, let's kill them with kindness. Let's be good. Let's be the promoters of peace. As much as we can, let's live peaceably so that we can promote the things of God. So if we could, let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. I'm so thankful for what you've shown us here out of Scripture. Lord, as we've seen, as we understand, this is different than the way we feel. This is different than the way we've, we've understood from the time even we were born. This is different than the way we think. But Lord, I pray that you would help us to act on it. Lord, I ask that you would give us the strength that, that we would overcome evil things with good things. Help us not to promote evil and to return evil for evil. Lord, help us to keep ourselves in check and overcome evil with good. Folks, if we could, we'll just have every head bowed and every eye closed. And again, we call this just our time of invitation. We just want to invite you to do business with the Lord. Is there something in your own heart that you've seen out of God's word this evening? This is your time to get that right with him. Is there a situation right now, maybe in your own life, where someone is coming at you with evil? Is there a situation in your own life that is wrapped up in, in sin that there just doesn't seem to be an answer to? Folks, number one, keep your eyes on God. Don't look at the problem. Look at God. And then as much as you can, return that evil with peace. Return that evil with good. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, Jesus said in Matthew 5. Let's love our enemies. You know, Christ loved them. He loved them enough to die on the cross for them. We ought to love them as well. Just another moment and we'll be dismissed. This is your time to do business with the Lord. Our Lord, again, we love you. And we're so thankful for the word of God. We're thankful for the scriptures that, that show us these things that we wouldn't be able to understand otherwise. And we're thankful for the shed blood of Jesus' cross on the Jesus' blood on the cross of Calvary. Lord, I ask tonight as we get ready to go our separate ways, help us just to honor you and to look to you. And Lord, as we go out into this world where no doubt we're going to be faced with evil, Lord, help us to keep our heads about it. And pray that you would help us to overcome evil with the things of good. Father, we love you, and I pray that you go with us now as we go our separate ways. For it's in your name we pray, and in your name we ask it. Amen. Okay, folks, well, thank you so much for coming out this afternoon. It was good seeing you all. You know we love you guys. And so we'll have a, a short time of fellowship in the back. Feel free to stick around and fellowship as long as you will. Uh, love you guys. If you need us, you know we're here for you. And we're dismissed.